0: Welcome to Q4Q, Q, the queer personal ads podcast. I will be your host, Haley. I'm a they-them archivist in Washington, D.C., and this show is not for children. What does that mean? Don't let your child listen to it if they don't want to hear swear words, sexual fantasies, kinks, and or other fun stuff that will likely come out of our mouths, especially today. And today, my guest is sort of a new friend, but also we've been mutual followers in the sphere of queer podcast Twitter for a while now. A very consistent supporter of this podcast and they hold a very special place in my heart. They also host their own popular podcast called Rotten Treasure. Um, Kai, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. I want to be very specific. I am uh I am not the host. I am th- the other host. And it's really funny. I don't I don't have my mug, but I even got Jim and I matching co-host mugs. His says the host, I'm the other host. Um I know my role. I know my place, which is doing most of the work and, and getting called the other host. Love you, Jim, if you listen to this. Um Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Jim. So, yeah. Uh, I am uh, a queerdo, non-binary, uh, kinky uh, performer. I guess I'll call myself that because uh, I've done a couple different variations of performance. Um, I'm a board game nerd. I like cheese. I'm trying to think of who I am, and I think that's, that sums it up uh, yeah. for now. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite cheese?
1: I am uh, oh my! I am a sharp cheddar gal with fig jam. That is Ooh. that is my go-to. That is um, good. lactose intolerant, so I stay away from the uh, the soft cheeses.
0: Oh. I I love a soft cheese. I miss them. And I'm also lactose intolerant, but I just just go for it.
1: No, I hear you. I have my days. Uh, Someone orders a cheese plate. I'm just like, ah, I don't want to be mean. I gotta. Yeah.
0: Don't want to be rude. No. So, Kai, have you ever written or replied to a personal ad before?
1: Yeah, I wrote one yesterday. Um, So, uh, I don't know if you're just giving out free promotions to, and I guess, Co- copy over it if you aren't uh, to Lex, but uh, I think you've actually heard you even reference Lex before.
0: I, I read, reference them a lot, a lot. So yeah, yeah it, it is all free. We'll,
1: <laughs> we'll we'll reach out to them today. I'll send them a nice uh, nice letter, and we'll see if we can get you some money. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I think uh, I think Lex is great. Um, my most popular one was. Uh, I just want someone to paint my nails and eat my ass. Is that so hard to ask for and it resonated with a lot of people um, That was one of my favorites uh, so far like this that. year yeah
0: and so did you did you find anyone did i didn 't
1: succeed no most of most of my okay so I am in uh, Minneapolis, and a lot of my posts are kind of like or a lot of the posts and the responses are kind of like loud, loud, loud. Let me jump out via text. And then everyone goes, just kidding. Let me hide inside my house. Um, And I do it too. Like I come in hot with just like, this is what I want. And then two days later I'm like, "Mm, eh, I'm just going to eat pudding and just watch a movie. Um, You know, it's, it's the, uh, oh God, it comes and it goes. Um, So if people don't reach back at the right time, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. That was what I wanted. Catch you next time. Uh, Right
0: the It's the chase, the the first chase adrenaline, and then sometimes it just it flops, which
1: it's it's still led me to some fun conversations i've been you know in and out of the dms with people who are like hey uh i'm doing a queer gardening thing or this weekend uh come and bring a chair i'm going to this uh weekend to uh like a movie viewing on the side of their house and it's like afterwards there's probably going to be a kinky queer party and i'm like now that's a good way to to, <laughs> to get it going yeah i love it yeah yeah the
0: introduction the mm-hmm. pre party i love it uh well, thank you for sharing your best your best personal ad or your favorite personal ad. Oh yeah. And also, I guess that kind of that really segues well into our our theme for today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to focus on some of those personal ads that identify specific yes. sexual desires, fantasies, mm-hmm. or an act as the reason for writing. So sometimes it's difficult to find a partner into the same things in the same general geographic area. So these ads come from a range of papers across the U.S. They're generally from the 1980s. This is the kink episode, or as I've been thinking of it in my head, kinks with Kai.
1: I love that so much. You have no idea. You made my day.
0: That that might just be the mwah, title of the episode.
1: I hope one day that I'm well versed in like kink history and like my own kink relationships to own a podcast called that one day. <laughs>
0: That'd be awesome. You're well on your way, first okay. of all. Yeah.
1: I'm trying. I am exploring as many kinks as possible, so I, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it posted.
0: So before I we get into anything, I figured we would talk about types of kinks, the history of kink, and then mm-hmm. the role of kink in the LGBTQ history. So we've got the TLDR of kinks. So obviously, a lot of us know that there are some basic kinks out there. I've talked about water sports slash piss mm-hmm. fetish a lot on this show, yep. because it comes up a lot. It's very easy to get into. And mm-hmm. um, it's also, oh, there's also feet fetishes, bondage, S&M, bondage and discipline. Oh, I put that twice. <laughs> nice. Leather, Levi, it's, it needs to be said twice.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you.
0: Piercing, fecal, et cetera, et cetera. Also furries. So not all of these are represented in these ads today, but I'm sure they'll come up in episodes
1: yeah.
0: future. To really begin, we have to kind of talk about the definition between fetish and kink. Because I keep, I I mean, I think I myself conflate them a lot, especially during research for this episode.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And apparently there is some nuance. So
1: So, yeah, someone someone told me to think about it like whiskey, right? Like how it's like, not all whiskey is scotch, but all scotch is whiskey kind of deal, right? Um, And that's kind of how you can kind of apply it. Like, uh, how do I not mix this up? Uh, I was almost gonna say incorrect, but um, not all fetishes. Wait, hold on a second. Not all kinks are fetishes, um, but all fetishes are kinks. Did I do that right? Hold on.
0: Yes, I think so. Great. Wait.
1: Words are so hard. Not all kinks are fetishes, but all fetishes are kinks. And maybe I'm saying this incorrectly, but basically, from what I've gathered, is mostly what you've written down here um, in the in the vein of yeah, you can't you can't do without it if it's a fetish. You need it. Your brain says absolutely can't have without it. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to be a good time.
0: Like some people need to be choked in order to get off. And I, you know, what that's, that's, that I would consider that a fetish, I suppose. Absolutely. So there's an interview that I found on by the Huffington Post in 2018. They interviewed various queer sex experts there. They talk about fetish as a sexual fixation on a specific object or act. Mm -hmm. And then also, I had never heard of this partialism. Have you heard of partialism?
1: No, bring it in. What is it?
0: It's like fixation on. A specific body part, so okay. feet, hands, butt boobs, you can have a fetish for corsets or leather belts, but yep. it's um, if you 're erotically obsessed with slender, defined waist that 's partialization, so that was hmm. interesting. Okay.
1: I found some fun stuff uh, that I want to bring up uh, kind of a little bit on uh, like the association that we we build for where like the early ages of our lives in terms of developing fetishes about how often they 're kind of pulling from. Uh, situations, maybe perhaps when we first started to have any sort of uh, genital stimulation. And there was this <laughs> really interesting study, uh, which I'm going to butcher the, the the way you say this, which is uh, sematosensory. It looks like tomato, but it starts with an S. Sem-a-t- nope.
0: I So
1: so glad you're here. But essentially, they did like a study where they like had two separate groups of rats, and then some of them had little jackets on, and then some of them didn't. Right. So then they had these rats like have sex in their jackets and then they had the other group do the same thing. And then they're like, all right, cool. Now it's time for you to mate. Um, and the rats that had no jackets uh, when they had sex, no problem. Rats when uh, they both when they did or did not both categories perfectly fine. But when it came to rats that also um, started or without jackets and then got given a jacket, they didn't care. They're like, sweet. Thanks for the jacket. I'm still going to do my thing. <laughs> And then lastly, you took away those rats uh, jacket doing the test. They were like, nah, don't want to do it. Not into it. There was a higher, like a lower rate of them being like, I want to be part of this. I want to do this. And also just like seal in the deal. They just didn't. They It was just wasn't happening. So there is kind of this thing where it's like, if you associate early on this practice of like, you need this to associate with this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of pushing the idea that like these rats were kind of building a fetish. I mean, that was cool. And then also when you were talking about foot fetish, I found out that, uh, yeah, so your toes and your feet, um, and your like in your little cornea brain, uh, cort- cortical. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a human. Essentially, they're right next to your associated with, uh, with your genitals. So if there's a like kind of mental crossover that happens sometimes, that might be a, hypoth- hypothetically. I'm not speaking in terms of definite here. But that could speak to how people could develop a foot fetish.
0: Fascinating. I mean, not a scientist either, but I'm just imagining. The poor little rats in like leather jackets, and then they mm-hmm. take away their little leather.
1: Jackets. <laughs> like, oh, that must have sucked so much. He was like, are "You kidding me? That was my whole style. I can't feel confident without my jacket." Exactly. I had a, I had a sweet like like eagle with flames on the back, and he just took it away. How am I supposed to survive?
0: I know. How is he supposed to flag the poor little rat?
1: Oh god, that's totally. That could be it too. And there was another study that also did the same thing, where um, if they gave the female rats a jacket. Uh, You gave virgin rats the association with the jacket. Once again, you took away the jacket. They weren't interested anymore. So, I mean, there's just a lot of these, like, I don't know. We just love to use rats for stuff, uh, but we learn some things from them, uh, which is pretty gnarly. Yeah. Oh, that that second one, too, is cortical homunculus. Yeah, I'll go with that, Um, is what can be attributed to how our brain uh, associates those those movements. Fascinating. I did not know. I almost hate the other one that suggests wear fetishes. Can actually also be born out of called the older older brother hypothesis. Right, I was just only because ask
0: you about this. Yes, what?
1: Yeah. Oh, so. It's... Study of 200 men. I don't like what, I didn't like what I Googled recently because they're doing more research on this. But study of 200 men, essentially, these are cishet men. Um, They found that a typical attraction uh, was more likely uh, to have uh, fetishes depending on the number of older brothers they had, which is basically going to like the person that birthed them. They're having hormonal effects over the course of the number of children they've had to the point where it's actually potentially contributing and they're seeing a correlation to having these kind of like outside the box sexual desires. And now the thing I'm having mixed feels about is they did this and they're showing that there's a correlation between being a gay man. Um, the far, yeah, the younger you are I've uh, seen out of like that. older brothers. Yeah.
0: I've, yeah, I've definitely seen that like a few years back and I was like, that's dumb. And they were like <laughs> linking it with like, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, no, it's okay. I, 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 that sums up how I feel I about it. Yeah. Like,
0: that's dumb. Like, okay. It, it, it It just sounds like, and I'm, once again, not a scientist, so I'm not, I can't knock these scientists, but it it just feels like a random man went into like a lab one day and was like, boy be in woman, and so her hormones kill boy, and so make him more femme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
1: And I'm mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm.
0: oh, great that's dumb
1: <laughs> but yeah i blame i blame my mom uh i'm the young actually i'm the youngest uh, i have one older sister so this has this, this study doesn't work for me but i blame my mom for doing such a great job of getting ready in the morning and me going mm, that's pretty that's 100 percent why i'm a queer non-binary person it's all her fault how dare you put on makeup and put hairspray in your hair and have yourself a fabulous day uh, so rude
0: so rude <laughs> just tempting mm-hmm. tempting children everywhere
1: the taboo, I couldn't not want it. I mean, it's totally her fault. My identity has nothing to do with my natural existence.
0: <laughs> couldn't even get me started on my natural existence, so who knows?
1: Yeah. Hey, that's why I use words like queer, non-binary, because it's just vague as fuck yeah. for me. Oh, actually, it's vague as hell. Do we swear here? We swear here, <laughs> yes. Oh, we swear here. It's safe. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is... It's where I get to live and just exist. And then more important things like being a board gamer um, get to be more in the forefront of who I am as a person.
0: Right. Let me think. Uh, Where am I?
1: Well, first, we were talking about the distinction between uh, fetishes and uh, kinks, which as a person who has literally been like actively engaged in like kinky events, going to play parties over the course of the last like half decade plus of my life, because I didn't really get into comfortability with sex until like my mid 20s. Um, I guess. would Wow, it's been a decade. I just turned 35. How'd that happen? Congratulations. Uh, thanks. I'm feeling it. Um, it is. It is just one of those things where it's like I didn't put much uh, effort into thinking whether or not my interests were fetish related or kink related. I was just like that's just what I am into. But the more and more I've looked into, uh, you know, kind of the the psychology behind it, or not the psychology behind it, but more and more I look into, um, you know, actually, no, yeah, uh, the association of uh, of kind of like this need. I was like, oh, all right, I guess I don't have fetishes. I am just really into trying everybody's thing. And giving it a shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say a people pleaser, if you will, but.
1: No, I, I described, works, my, I guess, no.
0: sexually. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm a service switch for days. I yeah. mean, I, as a human being, regardless of sex, I'm very into celebrating people. Mm. So if people got a thing that's not hurting anybody and it's not, you know, like fetishizing anybody in a way that's really harmful. I'm like, OK, let's see what's going on with this person, because this could be something that I might learn something about myself or. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be better next time and be less of an a-hole and not kink shame someone because I have a little bit more of an experience with it.
0: Fair. That is fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which definitely leads us into the next part. Um, we're not in the business of yucking other people's yums. Mm-mm. Obviously, we want consent. Consent is sexy. Consent is always necessary. Consent is between two adults. And that's all I'll say about that. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad Forrest Gump interpretation.
1: Oh, don't bring me back. I worked at Bubba Gump Shrimp for like two years during college and I have enough Bubba, uh, I have enough Forrest Gump uh, in my existence at the Oh moment. my
0: God. So history of kink. Let's jump in. Yeah, I'm going to link some sources in the show notes, because we've got a lot. Anyway, I gleaned a lot of this from various timelines, brief histories, and etc., listed in like SX Magazine, Slate yep. Insider, and other magazines, which tended to cater to gay male clientele, Surprise, um, surprised. which is, I know, mm-hmm. um, and I guess mm-hmm. I probably could have jumped into more like Niche communities just didn't really have the time, but um, Kai, do you have any recs before we get into to more stuff?
1: Yeah, like, my biggest recommendation is to talk to your kinky friends, uh, talk to your kinky elders. Most of my uh, like I don't have currently resources right now, but I will try to find some to give you through those lovely human beings. Uh, by okay. this time, especially trying to find uh from like non uh, cishet voices, particularly that would be desirable. Yeah, so much of this has been. Oh, God, find yourself uh, a roommate. That's what I did uh, for five years, who is an immensely talented uh, rope dumb, uh, who is variety like involved in everything. Let him tie you up for your play parties that you host and let you be his demo dummy because it's super fun to be tied up. I'm not a top, but being a bottom just for show and sh- for fun and being someone's rope dummy is delightful. But also it just opened up avenues to... Uh, his podcast, talking to other uh, Kingster friends of his, and then kind of learning a little bit about what brought them into this world. Um, I never got to talk to many of uh, my friends, as well as also that same roommate about uh, potential fetishes, uh, and the relationship with that. But I've certainly uh, got to learn a lot more about uh, unapologetic people living out here, uh, just doing their thing. Uh, and aside from that, uh, yeah, I told you a little earlier, but I'm gonna have to find the right Uh, kinky history TikTok page.
0: And also, so would your... Old roommate be comfortable like comfortable with you sharing that podcast or are they still?
1: So funny thing is is that he's he's yet to release it, um, oh. and he's having this weird thing where he doesn't know if he's going to, and it's mostly just because I don't know. It's just something about anonymity is like a thing, but like he d- he doesn't feel confident that it would actually succeed as with that anonymity. So I think he's just having mixed feels. He's only recorded five episodes, and it was with some like test like some myself and like some other close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if it ever comes into surface if it does i'll absolutely let you know uh i was happy to be on it because i think i was his first guest that was like so i describe myself as kinky as more of like an adjective than an identity if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um like i'm a kinky person but i don't consider myself a kinkster because it's really i almost feel like i don't want to offend like kinky identified individuals because like i don't want to reduce their identity Mm -hmm. but i'm just a fascinated individual who's just down to clown and i've learned a lot about myself through that process
0: very, very fluid, Maybe. very vibey. I like it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've been doing it long enough where I can officially call myself a kingster. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe it's time. Maybe
0: it is time. I think. Yeah. I mean, you're certainly as. I, I, also, I feel like all all titles are relative to. Well, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't know what I'm saying, but to to me, you would be a kingster, but like you are involved in the kink community, but
1: I've done enough wax topping to officially call myself. Yeah, I suppose when you host parties and regularly attend them and just like spend hours wax topping people, maybe you know what? Maybe it's time. I think, I I think it did, might, you
0: know. be, might be time. Can you explain wax topping to me? Is that just is that using I'm wax?
1: Just, I'm just using that language, but I've always been like a uh, when it comes to these uh, most of my uh, as much as I identify as kind of like along the lines of like a switchy person. Um, I tend to lean in certain areas into uh, doming, which is very interesting. As like a non-binary person who is like assigned male at birth because there's a lot of weird feelings that come with being a dominant person in sexual spaces and or kinky spaces. Mm-hmm. But yay, developing trust and great friendships and all of those scenarios and feeling comfortable to do so. But particularly the reactions of servicing somebody. Uh, with wax and giving them that euphoria that like little breakaway from like the like, the stresses of being a walking entity in a spinning marble into an infinite galaxy of everything and nothingness is just so beautiful. Um, mm. I have cried while pouring wax on people because it meant so much to me that after doing like 15 people in a row, I was like, this is great. I love you guys. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just you look around a room of people just screaming and moaning and you're like, this is where I was destined to be. Why why did I rob myself of this for so long? Damn. You
0: know? yeah. That's beautiful.
1: It feels good. Not to mention, get yourself some fun colors. Color against humans, like just our just our bodies, can be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh get yourself a nice high def camera. Take some up close photographs, blow them up huge, make a triptych. Put that right in your living room. Um that that's my dream. Making I'm gonna be unapologetically <laughs> Right? Put it no, put it in a church. Absolutely. Make a stained glass window out of it. Um, oh
0: yeah. Yeah thank you so much for enlightening me more about various uh things sx magazine a uk-based gay men's periodical they stress that while connected to sexual practices kinkism is not only limited to finding erotic pleasure it can be a way of life and a connection to a community and some kinks have entire cultures of their own
1: Look at the look at the leather community. Look at the pub community. Look at these people just really banding together. Look, I mean, you mentioned it, furries. People have found a space to be like, oh, I belong. I'm not alone. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's okay that I have these associations with these sensory loves uh, when it comes to uh, either sexual freedom or just sensory freedom. Uh, I'm here for it. I love it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just cool to like see like how different subcultures.
1: Uh, one that I, I mean, literally my biggest exposure was, yeah, my my dear friend, uh, Nathaniel, and his uh, mostly uh, rope-related community, you know, even going to the same rope conference as him um, and just kind of immersing myself in a bunch of people that were like, oh, this is a way of life. I was like, where have I been? How did I not get exposed to this for so long? Yeah. It's nice when you get to be in the eye of the storm. Uh, sometimes you can see people just living their best lives and it feels so good for your soul to see that.
0: Yeah, it looks I, I mean, I feel like from from the outside, it's, it seems very freeing. And by the outside, I mean, like, just seeing different like pup in leather community like mm-hmm. at pride.
1: I'm I am so proud. I am here for people being unapologetically leading into themselves. Right. So it's a very beautiful thing to see at pride.
0: Speaking of I have this later down 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 later, but let's just fucking get into it because kink yeah. does belong at pride, everybody.
1: Yes, it does yes
0: Woo! so if you don't think that's so probably turn off the podcast now we don't like to police others and mm-hmm. what is deemed excess, excess blah, blah, acceptable which you know just boils down to the argument of who gets to be queer and how they get to be queer and
1: oh, to, to agree with you there I mean yeah I say I think you've even said it uh, so I, I'm I think I'm literally paraphrasing you uh, <laughs> which is uh, kids cops? They can stay home. I'm fine. Honestly, kids can come there and they could just be like, oh, look at those leather happy people. What is wrong with that? Let your kids be like, see that they're, that's fine. You know, like it's maybe, I don't know if K um, or L in uh, A is for anarchist. I'm not sure. I haven't really read the full book, but I hope one of them is for kinky people. Uh, That'd be cool. Uh, I don't know how young it's deemed acceptable for kids to know that people are living their lives and liking leather or whatever. I don't, I don't know. know. But you know what I mean? Just seeing people. Like, the fact that people hid me away, like, I'm so grateful at eight years old, my parents brought me to see Elton John, because it was the first time I was like, oh, look at that silly man. I want to be silly. (laughs) I want to wear fun stuff. So just, like, letting people exist without fully having to explain what's what is fine. Just let kids see the world.
0: Because a lot of times, I mean, kids aren't even, like, they don't, they're not associating it with anything until you start being weird about it. Like... Until they see you being uncomfortable, they don't care. They're like, I don't know. That man has hooves on his hands. like.
1: Right. And we say it's bad that that's happening. But two floats ahead is someone wearing nipple pasties. And that's fine. You know, like, it's just weird. And then even still, we kind of decide what's acceptable and what's not. But it's because we're just... I know this is a, a thing where we talk about sexual identity at Pride and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just bodies. They're just existing. Stop, like, overly, overly double down on the, the sexual aspect of it. Uh, we're out in public. We're trying to just, like, be cool about it. And we're not trying to, like, do it on a float. Right. Um, so don't don't make us out to be deviants like that. We're just trying to celebrate who we are. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, people already turned the podcast off. But in case you're still listening, now you got to get out of here.
0: Going back to the to kink and um, the history of it, mm-hmm. there was like an article. So talking about like how kink and like things have changed, like what's considered kinky, I guess that there was an article in the Insider that rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm going to bring it up here because I like to set up strawmen.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it like I know what it meant to say is like kink has always been integral to like the gay community since the Stonewall uprising 1969. Mm-hmm. But what it said was, like, drag queens and cross-dressers would have been considered kinky by the definition at the time. And I got what they were saying, but it did really feel like it was, like, putting too much focus on um, the people who were being attracted to, like, drag Mm -hmm. queens slash cross-dressing people at that time, rather than, like, the whole gender euphoria of it all. And
1: it, I I hear you. It's funky, you know, because you're just... We naturally, as human beings, don't like to be confused, so we just simplify stuff, right? And we wanted to, at that time, we're like, how do we make this simple for people to even wrap their heads around? Oh, we'll lump it all together. I don't like it, but I don't know why I'm paralleling this to how I feel about like Will and Grace, right? Because we needed it to get where we are, right? right? But it also led a lot of people to be like, oh, this is what gay is. So when we're over here trying to be like, all right, let's talk about queerness. They're like, no, we already figured out what gay was. Why are you changing the script <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I, I don't like that they simplified it either because I'm just going to say it as like, yeah, it's, I'm just going to say it like, it's a controversial statement as a trans person. Um, I don't, I don't like that my natural existence is kinky or like, just because I woke up this morning. Um, yeah. You know, I don't like that. Not a fan.
0: Right. Anyway, I was just like, it was just an interesting way that to describe, like, I was like, okay, looking for a history of kink, looking for how it like, mm. I know it intersects with like the gay community uh so i was like i can't just let this go insider but so obviously we've already talked about leather a little bit and it is one of like Mm -hmm. the big kink-based subcultures within the lgbtq community um so i'm gonna kind of like that feels like it it specifically has a very huge history in the lgbtq community it doesn't feel like it does so i that's where a lot of the history is coming from um here Style, fashion of jackets, harnesses, boots, that's what it mostly characterizes, goes in hand in hand with biker culture, uh, hyper-masculinity yep. that blossomed after Ooh. World War II, and all the surplus leather uniforms from the war became available in second-hand stores across the late 1940s and 50s.
1: In the guys were like, we're going to have a blast with this. Blast. Let's Let's do it.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. like, mainstream, like, Life magazine had all of these, like, newspapers, or newspapers, advertisements being, like, get leather clothing um, in brown or black. And people had, like, money to, like, ride buy motorcycles and ride across the country and shit like that. <sighs> Wish that were me.
1: You know, I don't mean to geek out too much again about... My podcast, but we did when we did the episode on the second uh, installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, doing the second one and finding out um, that I can't believe at one point society was like, "Oh, I guess there is a little gay subtext in there." You mean like the whole movie, uh, which just blew me away. And I highly recommend checking out the the documentary on it, uh, Scream Queen: My Nightmare on Elm Street. Super fun to watch. Uh, Mark Patton is a very interesting man. Uh, but like the scene where like it's just him in a leather bar out of nowhere should have given you something you know like maybe it's like the that the fact that also you know his like dude bestie or like kind of close dude friend is like wait a minute you want to sleep here like with me like there's so many things in that that drive me nuts to
0: lovers too like it was like it was so Mm. hot he like left He made out with a girl and, like, ran away to go hang out with his really cute, hot enemy-to-lover best friend.
1: And he climbed up in his bedroom. Like, he just did, like, a huge, like, you know, like, Romeo, Juliet, out thou. Came in through the window and was like, yeah, I just want to lie in your bed with you. Why are you making it weird? Come on. We're just best friends. We're just two two pals. Two pals. Watch (laughs) me sleep. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Spoilers,
0: spoilers. Uh, Um, That was a really, one really incredible episode...
1: If it's just the being able to follow Mark Patton or just listen to him talk, he reminds me of people that annoy me, a.k.a. people like me, because <laughs> um, we don't like to be in a room with ourselves, because he will just go off. And he likes to explore like and just like figure it out with you and has no clue how much he's talking. Um, I love that. But I, but I love him. I think he's great.
0: Everybody check that out. Plug, 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 plug yes oh my god gay subtext gay subtext of the 1940s and 50s and 60s it's well i guess it wasn't subtext because it was the red scare uh but yeah. getting back into like the leather leather history and motorcycles and the rise of rock and punk movements in the uk eventually mm-hmm. found it's, that also blossomed into you know the u.s leather movement
1: thank you punk music appreciate you bringing that our way that's really kind yeah, of you thank
0: you punk music In an article titled A Brief History of BDSM from Sparta to Weimar, Germany, kink has always been a part of our sexuality, one Dom master Tony describes the birth of the former BDSM culture a lot of men, when they came back from World War II, couldn't go back to their old lifestyle simply because they enjoyed the hierarchy of things. Some men appreciated mm-hmm. having a superior officer, someone who would clean their boots, and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I need a, I need, a, yeah, I need a new, who's going to do my shit? And also the other end of it was like, who's going to be my new daddy?
0: Who's <laughs> going to be my new daddy? I do not know what to do. Please.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have to make decisions for myself. No one's going to be yelling at me. What the hell am I supposed to do with this?
0: Yeah, this is like what I, this is niche, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, like, or no, no, no. Okay, two things, actually. So, I'm, like, I'm so I'm, excited
1: if it starts with Malcolm in the Malcolm Middle. In the
0: middle. Well, <laughs> you know when Reese joins the army, and he's like, they're like, you're like the smartest guy ever, like he just turned off his brain and he became like a model soldier. Like, that's just what I'm thinking of. Also, the same with Forrest Gump, if we're going to bring Forrest Gump again. In. It's like,
1: Absolutely. I mean, you, it, unless you cut that part, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, no, 100%. You kind of... I'm so glad. I come from a, a Marine family. My grandfather was a recruiter for like 40 years. And I look back and I'm like, he really pushed for it. But instead, I just went to art school and just got gayer and gayer.
0: <laughs> the best part oh. is that he was probably... knew a lot of like gay people in the army with him yeah
1: yeah i don't know he, he he i don't honestly i don't i don't i try to do that thing where i'm like did i get a vibe can i look back and see some of that stuff maybe he was i, I really hope he wasn't doing the like oh let's get the gay out of them Ooh. um you know and no i really hope not i don't think he's that necessarily was that dude r.i.p you're a cool guy it it is interesting that like, i mean that's that's seems to be what happens right you kind of go there to lose your identity
0: mm-hmm. a little bit right and sometimes yeah. you find a kink
1: I hope so. Honestly, whether it's like oh god, this is terrible. Whether it's like I just can't get off unless someone beats me with a, a thing of 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 soap. I just need a whole bag of soap just to get <laughs> oh, off. Oh man. Oh too far, too sorry. far. I, nah. Sorry, I'll I'll take it out. I think it's from that uh what's that movie? With the angry drill sergeant. Let it go. Mm, Cadet Kelly. I hope it's Cadet Kelly (laughs) No it is I am curious about the things that people walk away from Because they also get out of the states right And then they get to go live in a different culture Where sexuality may be a little bit more fluid um, You know and Mm -hmm. uh, That's where it's like May have a little bit more exposure Then you come back over here and you live in your Your spouse who's living in Sleeps in a completely different bed And you're like what do I do with this I guess I'm going to go reach out to Phil down the street Because he's into this stuff (laughs) (laughs)
0: and the leather daddy was born
1: yes
0: (laughs) i feel like i'm consistently plugging alan Brube's like coming out under fire which obviously doesn't like need to be plugged it's like a pretty famous book but just like the sheer like the amount of people who came out not even came out well who explored their sexuality during their war years is just it's astronomical and war what is it good for apparently <laughs> gay sex
1: it's ast- astronomical yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah i got you yeah, yeah. uh that's beautiful that that's what was happening i'm so glad that those twin those little tiny twin size bunk beds got so much action
0: <laughs> yeah so all this leather stuff is happening in the 40s and 50s and you know mm-hmm. then bike and leather clubs started blowing up everywhere Like in San Francisco alone, there are more than 20 gay leather bars in the industrial area of South Market Street. There were more. Oh, I didn't put the date in there. What is wrong with me? I don't know when that started or like what years that was, but I think like 60s, 70s probably was like the heyday and then dwindles now.
1: I was going to say, do you know when it started to dwindle? Because I'm, I'm just trying to think of what may have contributed to that. I mean, now, if anything, is dwindling for any, you know, gay culture in San Francisco. It's probably just because uh, it's becoming less affordable to be there. Um, and unless you're a gay person in tech, um, you're probably not staying.
0: Right. Well, I know a lot of it is like, it's. I think it's property values going up. <laughs> So the golden age of Folsom Street in San Francisco was 1966 to 1981 with the first uh, leather gay leather bar opening in the Tenderloin District. It was called Why Not? Incredible. But the 1980s really hit the gay leather bar community in San Francisco, at least very hard, you know, the AIDS epidemic. And also because of the to be like the the whole area was starting to be re- redeveloped this article by the south it's it's called south of market leather history a short history and walking tour guide by gail rubin and this is on sFleatherdistrict.org calls it this period the vanishing civilization because 1981 leatherman dominated the visible life in Folsom Street, not only at night but in daylight. But so, like between the AIDS HIV epidemic and like three or four leather bars and bathhouses, like closed all during the eighties and night Like they, it, many of them closed in eighty two through eighty six. New zoning guidelines uh, also had a significant impact. Now going into like, some like leather magazine personal ad history, in countries where homosexuality was not a crime, for example, the Netherlands, Belgium, and France, uh, gay men in the leather community could post openly in personal ads. Uh, Danish magazines were like huge in Europe. Um, even in countries where these mag- magazines were like, legal for like scandalous material. So this is why, like, many advertisements that you'll see in, like, early leather magazines have, like, different languages. There's a lot of, like, Danish is, like, and then, like, Tom of Finland. I'm wondering, I haven't done this. This isn't, like, actual research that I've done, but I was, like, Tom of Finland, the big cartoonist. I wonder if he, like, made that his, like, nom de plume because of this Mm -hmm. leather. I don't know. That's speculation. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I like it. Let's get let's, let's get some split. false stuff right yeah, here, yeah. right now. Let's just complete lies,
0: complete lies, entering into the historical record. So one of the earliest magazines, uh, Manage, uh showed full <laughs> frontal nudity inside its magazine Ooh. as early as 1965.
1: Wow, that is really surprising. I
0: know, and I think I believe that one was a Finnish one or a Swedish one. The Nordic countries. But you know what? In the U.S., gay magazines, not just the leather ones, were disguised as health magazines due to laws banning pornography. The Drummer magazine didn't even begin publishing until 1975. And like that's like, mm. that's like the, big, the big one. So then BDSM culture shifted even more into the mainstream in the 1980s and 90s. Um, if you've heard of a little woman named Madonna... Uh, She Mm, employed fetish imagery and themes in her work. Which one is that?
1: (laughs) Oh, you know, honestly. Okay, so here's one of the biggest things is that all of my gay cis dudes are like, hi, you're queer. Uh, You know, Madonna or, you know, Cher. And I'm like, I'm a non-binary queer who didn't take their classes in gay cis dude." loves i'm sorry yeah. i don't know my Madonna. <laughs> um so i apologize uh i don't know if it's a, a, a cross queer spectrum uh and i didn't get the memo about learning about madama uh, madama madama you got it
0: yeah madama. madama no sorry i didn't even know this one though but i just googled it don't even worry it's called human nature nice. That Madonna okay. song, I don't know. Other sure. other gays will get it. She dressed in latex and leather and danced around, and that was June yeah. 6, ninety five. When was that? Ugh, that was released. Oh, so the fact that. Madonna employing her fetish imagery, and that was so popular, and everybody was like, haha, Madonna is so cute and like uh, edgy." Well, this is mm-hmm. you know ironic because the queer community was also being ignored during the HIV/AIDS crisis, and the leather and BDSM mm-hmm. community took the hard, like a really hard hit. Many people died from the disease, and leather a lot of leather bars closed due to lack of patrons. So that's another another thing that really hit the the Eagles hard.
1: I would imagine you also see a major drop in just leather in general, because right? Because it's like these new gays out here aren't rocking the leather as much. What did we do? What happened? But it's because there was a gap in time where it's just like that's just part of what is available in terms of expressing yourself. Right. Uh, that's my, I, once again, not a scientist, not that this involves science, um, <laughs> but I, that is how I observe it. Yeah,
0: now. no, no. I mean, it's it's like like everything, like uh, the the queer you, this disconnected from elders in the community so
1: like i think that's why i like mark Patton so much is because there was a lot of people who backed him up they're like uh, i remember there was he got a lot of criticism and i was like hey don't be mean to these elders okay they've gone through some yeah. shit. i know that they're not going to get every single sentence right about what they're supposed to be saying but we need to be a little less elitist be a little less mean they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after the second time, you tell them they'll go. Oh, I get it. Right. Just give them a chance. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think it's really important for us to make space for uh, the folks who um, made it through the gap. Right.
0: Um, no, because yeah. it's there's such some serious trauma there.
1: Um, be nice to be nice to your uh, yeah your your daddy elders, I guess. <laughs> uh, but also, just be nice to your elders in, amongst the queer community I mean, yeah, in yeah. Just
0: be nice to. Your fellow queers, you fuck faces. What? I don't like.
1: That. Yeah, yeah. All you fuck faces who listen to this podcast. I don't
0: know. Like, <laughs> just don't once again, don't yunk other people's yums. Don't be mean to each other. I don't know. Wow.
1: No, that's the another once again controversial statements on the episode. I love
0: it. <laughs> exactly. So going back into the AIDS stuff, uh, the AIDS stuff. Mm-hmm. Prominent, a lot of prominent figures within kink communities and like leather in general were prominent AIDS activists as well um alan selby is a uk born leather man he raised over a million dollars for aids the aids emergency fund Mm -hmm. in the uk apparently he was also said to have introduced the rubber scene into london and created the first hanky code probably the first hanky code for his area because like there are like a myriad of different like stories of the origin of that Hmm. i now want to talk a little bit about hanky code i don't know have you were you Okay, I'm assuming you're familiar with the hinky code as being a part of the community, but...
1: I am familiar, uh, but not well-versed. It is one of those things where it's just like, it's not my jam, it's not what I do, but you see it and you know Mm it. Uh, We all do the kind of signaling, right? Whether it's like, hey, I'm wearing this particular type of... Uh, chain necklace out in this environment, whatever, and being a little bit more unapologetic or I'm wearing the, I remember um, one of my coworkers, when I remember it was like literally three months ago, uh, one of my coworkers made a bunch of really cute collars, right? And we all got mm-hmm. them as gifts. And here we are going out to clean people's houses, uh, professional house cleaner, uh, wearing these collars. And my boss looks at us before we go. They're like, nice necklaces, have a nice day. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, I just thought they're pretty. I mean, nobody, I'm not uh, owned by anybody. I own myself. That is just me loving this collar and being my own owner. Um, But it it was just, I love uh, that there is definitely some people that saw us that day. We were like, okay, hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah.
0: He's like, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're like, that's so interesting, choker. I didn't realize chokers were coming back
1: yeah oh, well i mean the the one that i i kind of put this here because i had to bring it up one that made me really laugh is my friend Han was in the supermarket and was frustrated that you know these you know this guy wouldn't wear his mask and he started like under his chin so he we went up to him and he was like hey just oh so you're down And he's like huh he's like oh amongst the gay community that's a signal that you're you're looking um and then the guy just put his mask up immediately and i love oh. that homophobia was used to help against covid <laughs>
0: <laughs> using homophobia for good i
1: love it oh my god oh
0: man folks
1: steal that use that rumor
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's good i love it
0: so so you want to get out of here
1: yeah right yeah i i, I take <laughs> it as a symbol uh yeah i mean i never really did the bandana thing but when looking into looking into this uh, and becoming more aware of it it made me look back and being like how come all my like no homo bros from like growing up in, like, and having my, most of my teenagers be in, like, the two early 2000s, how come they were, like, it's totally cool? Like, they had no clue. This back pocket bandana. They're just like, I'm just emo. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, you are telling people something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll read it as something else, right? Like, I actually yeah. I wanted to get a pineapple. Um, so I'm getting a peach emoji on the back of my arm as a tattoo. And I was like, wouldn't it be Hi. cute if I got a pineapple on the other side? Because in improv... Um, you know, improv is very important to me. Pineapple is the most number one suggestion because when people say, give me a suggestion, we want to give something, we're like food. It's got to be food. And then we go, what's weird? Pineapples. Uh, So it's just what comes out of our mouths. Um, And I was like, that'd be cute to have it on my back of my arm. But then I was like, Oh yeah, that's a signaling for swingers. Oh, um, really? is to like put a pine- yeah, like people would like put a pineapple in their basket at the grocery mart to be like, "Yeah, we're right down. You want to come to I'm Mike and uh, you know, uh, uh or like, "Hey, it's Mike and Janice." Uh, or like, "Oh my god, they put a pineapple in their thing. Should we talk to them?" Like, mm. <laughs> um and as a uh, non-monogamous person who isn't a big fan of being associated with often like male-dominated perspectives on swinging, um, I don't want to be associated with that, so no pineapple will make its way onto the back oh, of my elbow, unfortunately. Damn it. Yeah, Ruined. I know. Oil. They ruined pineapples. Yeah. That's fine. <sighs> that's happened. fine. You hear that? You hear that? You swing in pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> this is
0: brings a whole new level to SpongeBob that I didn't even know.
1: Yeah uh there's some stuff going on in that house that we do not know about
0: yeah oh gary yeah. is actually uh the dom in that relationship and then you know
1: oh they I'm swing you know
0: that. the squid and squid and you know patrick
1: and it takes literally we're two seconds away from just googling this this you know this exists right you know this is already you're just saying things that are googlable, and they're just here for us on the internet uh and i see gary like all like just gary's head on top of like a beefy bear um oh yeah you know what i mean that's the way i see it that's the only way to see it
0: oh yeah i'm so sorry for bringing that up
1: that's <laughs> no, fine that's right hey look at that uh, real real life uh, uh kinks and interest coming to terms on this episode itself <laughs> nope, nope. i got a thing so, for Gary. i mean
0: it's the same with uh with handsome squidward so i get it i get it hmm.
1: All those hands um, just
0: put So many tentacles. Hankies. Hinkies were used to flag. Um mm-hmm. in starting in like the nineteen seventies-ish and eighties, like that was big peak time. Mm-hmm. Um back pocket, you shove a bandana, it's got a different color, it means what you what you want. Um and then also your sexual role was indicated by which back pocket the bandana hung mm-hmm. out in. Tops wore bandanas in their left pockets and bottoms wore it in their right. I just, don't know what yeah. switches did. Oh,
1: you just tuck it into your crack and let it hang out of the back of your pants.
0: Right, like a tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> At least that's what I'm going to start doing.
0: Right. People will be like, what is... What paper? <laughs> And red, as you said, was fist fucking dark blue is anal, which I feel like isn't necessarily like a fetish. I don't know. Light blue is oral. Green was a hustling. So you had to pay for it. Uh, Black was heavy S&M and whipping.
1: It is really funny that you point that out, though. Isn't it fun? Uh, I've even like purchased a little card game that was about exploring your kinks. And like you put cards down and it's just like massaging. You're like, that's not what? Like whatever, maybe I'm using a, uh, a, a poor example, but it's just like these really base level things. It's I mean, even now, um, I guess, thank you. Fifty Shades of Grey for increasing the number of butt plugs being purchased on oh, like porn sh- uh, or not porn shops, but sex stores doing better. But yeah. it's just so funny how people are like, catching up and they're being like, have you heard of water sports? It's like, yeah, it's been a thing. People have been doing it for yeah. a spicy second.
0: No. Right. Um you've always been able to pee. Like that's a thing that's going to happen. I don't yeah. like if if you someone is going to use it for something. Yeah. And actually I'm assuming yellow is for water sports. I don't have that listed, but
1: That's probably <sighs> a good guess. Yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this is like how flagging, I mean, this is one other than like, I mean, there's like dropping hairpins is one of the phrases. Flagging I think came from the bandana just cuz like i think it's very you know you throw it out it looks like a flag and it allowed people to exist in non kink spaces without like outing themselves specifically um until like you know people it started catching on
1: what do you do then when uh this you know people find out and then you have to ruin it um well you make classified ads um and you just you stick class- to the classified ads yeah
0: yeah and you you have someone forward them on a the newspaper so that no one can come show up at your house. Perfect. But also, I'm just like, I think about, when I think about a hanky in the back pocket, I know that, like, this is, like, a gay th- Like, I don't know. It's not necessarily a gay thing. I specifically think of Bruce Springsteen, born in okay. the USA. Like, nice. in, And he's wearing a red bandana. I'm like...
1: Bruce gets it, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Bruce
0: Ar- fucking gets it.
1: He is uh, like someone is arm deep in Bruce on every performance. You just you don't see it. It's like there's it's in the back. You really have to be on stage to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Bruce Springsteen is actually a puppet. that Uh-oh. Someone else is controlling.
1: <laughs> I was just watching the Muppets today, so thank you for that image yeah. in my head. Yeah,
0: thank yeah. you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So we've we've talked a lot about uh about the history. I'm gonna just scoot on down through uh some of the the rest of this
1: might be okay i don't know if you're gonna keep this or what have you but i'm curious when you did your water sports episode did you talk in a little bit about how a lot of it might be associated to like the evolutionary kind of like things that our brains Lost over the course of time because we used to do it. Uh, like genital stimulation, probably had a lot more to do with like cleanliness, right? We still see it in like animals to be like, yeah, I have no problem taking your your pee and your poop into my mouth. It's just a, it's part of the business. I got to make sure you are doing okay. Mm. Um, that there might be some sort of like leftover as like an evolution of of living existences where we're kind of just like, are it might be more biological in terms of the drive to have someone urinate on us or urine like literally pee in our mouths because of something that we don't have. Uh, the quite the words to describe Uh, that it just might be just this instinct. It's like when you were, we're uh, young and babies do all these things that you're just like, where did you learn that? Uh, To me, it is incredibly fascinating that it very much could just be something that like, once again, kind of just like, I don't know. We just always want to like pin a reason why we think somewhere. Uh, Maybe we just really are a much more complex existence of just impulses, just like every other animal that exists on this universe. Um, yeah you know?
0: i actually haven't done a water sports specific episode it's come up i feel like a few times i have probably enough to enough ads that i found like all and about to do one mm-hmm. so if anybody wants to do that reach out because i i would it would be interesting to to look deeper into that because you make a good point like and also like that is kind of like this is like tmi but like that's i i The like that's kind of like the thing that during sex like you you it it feels like that's like the thing that you want to do like it's your bladder is so connected to you know your your orgasm genitals like
1: oh I've literally been like I'm about to pee in this person do I tell them I mean I'm not going to and I haven't it hasn't happened but sometimes you're like fuck Mm -hmm. that's not the sensation that I was prepared for during this orgasm and you're like Oh no! I sh- I have to. St- we have to stop.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like if you're someone who's like very reserved, and you're like, oh fuck, 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 like it, yeah, it can completely ruin your entire like experience at that moment, and you halt it.
1: I'm trying to support as many people who do accidentally have, uh, whether the quantity of urine that it comes out during their sexual experiences. Can we just normalize it, y'all? It's not that big of a deal. It's just some pee. It's fine. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world. Not to mention literally, once again, not yucking people's jams. People have, uh, people like it. I've tried it. It's not 100% my jam. It was fun. I had a good time with it. Had to check it out. It has some benefits. Uh, maybe it'll come back in the repertoire down the road. Uh, but it, it's it's one of those things that we all just need to get over. It's fine. Not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So the last thing before we actually get into the disclaimer and the ads, so I know that it's like you know been an hour now. Um, so thank you everybody for your patience is that I got a lot of these ads from various mainstream newspapers, which we will discuss, but I also got a lot of info and whatnot from the leather archives and museum digital exhibits slash web pages. They do have a physical location in Chicago that people can visit, which is super cool. I've never been, but I really wish to go. And one of their archivists was interviewed on the podcast library punks, which is like a radical leftist, like library, hmm podcast which i also appeared on you don't have to check that one out check out the one with the leather archives person nbd um and yeah i just think if you're in chicago and you have like a few hours to bumble around i think i don't know if it's appointment only but like they have like cool like digital exhibits they have one specifically on personal ads in like drummer and different like uh, kink magazines from like the 70s and 80s. Um, you're in Minneapolis. Have you been before?
1: Oh, yeah, but mm-hmm. no, but so many of my friends moved to Chicago because they were like, I'm burnt in the Philly improv scene. Where do I go? Oh, you know, Second City, the Born, yeah, where a big amount of our, you know, Dan Levy, you know, like right. hey, we, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, oh, cool, let's go there. You know, Catherine O'Hara, we're like, yeah, yeah, I want to go be that good. So let me go there. Uh so you bet your butt when I go see them and visit and stay on their couch I'm making them go to this cuz this sounds great.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know if it's ticketed. I haven't done that much research, but there's also like I don't know, they seem like they do really cool stuff. I always listen to different podcasts with them on it. Like I can't remember the archivist name, but like there's like a conservation person who like Like, the way that you, like, have to conserve leather as, like, an object is, like, something that you're, like, trying to, like, preserve for people to look at. Like they have like literal like like pieces of clothing that have cum on it and they're trying to preserve the cum because like that's what it was like. Yes. Like it was donated with like the cum and like the sweat and all that stuff. Like I just think it's really interesting from like an archival like collections perspective. I like nerd out about like just thinking about like, oh my gosh, like what when we do the body like when we're we're collecting body stuff, like that makes sense. Anyway.
1: We, we, like, take random quotes on our episodes, and, uh, like, I love that you just, the idea of, like, you got to, yeah, you got to preserve the cum. Like, there's just, like, a, there's an out-of-context quote there for you, and that's absolutely fair and t- I'm just going to start so. the
0: episode with, preserve the cum.
1: Yeah, you got to. Uh, it's totally reasonable. It's a part of history. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah.
0: So, everybody, check it out. When you go to Chicago, look them up.
1: And, pre- and preserve your cum, folks. Keep pres-
0: it. <laughs> so, disclaimer the views expressed in these personal ads are not my own some of the ads are from arrows with very different ideas about race bodies and what it means to be part of the lgbtq community while i do not take these things lightly and will do my best to address them as i see them i am also here to share the thirsty pining and sometimes ridiculous queer lonely hearts sent out into the world and as we go through these ads we are going to ask ourselves these questions would we swipe left would we swipe right is it a yay a nay Um, who do we think would go well together as a couple? Um, Mm. that's like, if there are people who tend to go well, this might be a little bit different because like a lot of the kinks are different. Uh, and then like, what is the context of the ad in this town city state paper?
1: Heck yeah. Yeah, you don't take responsibility for them, but I will. Everybody just hit my DMs up and yell at me for whatever these things are. Let's go.
0: Just shoot Kai a message at uh, Kai at...
1: Oh, just go yeah, to... It, literally just at me on Twitter, just like publicly. Yeah. Like, just really yell at me in the, in the reamia, eye of, of you know? social media. Yeah, that's what I yeah, want. Get it.
0: That's your kink.
1: I mean, if some people want to read me, you can also get in my DMs, but that's another thing. Um, <laughs> once you go to my profile and you're like, wow, I want this person. That's fine. I'm Polly. Mm-hmm. Remember, folks, just hit me up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So this first ad is from the personals in Drummer Magazine, as mentioned before. Tagline America's Mag for the Macho Male. And this was published between June 1975 and April 1999. And as you can imagine, it focuses on leather sex, leather wear, leather and rubber gear, S&M, bondage and discipline, erotic styles and techniques. Very popular. A lot of like older like leather men. I hear them talking about it on various podcasts and about like their old days of like looking at the magazine and the personals and, you know, feeling really seen. Um, oh, which is, awesome. like, it's really nice.
1: I, it kind of warms my little tiny gay heart. So that's awesome.
0: It's like, I, yeah. Like what, what, when the, um, before the internet, you had to literally like go look at magazines. I feel like that was like, that was it. <laughs>
1: It was either my buddy who was signaling with his bandanas, uh, his dad's uh, playboy stack, um, or it was the horrible, horrible '70s porno video that, of VHS that I found on top of my dad's trundle waterbed with mirrors. You know, my parents were freaks. I oh mean,. My I, I, God. Yeah. Uh, looking back, the only thing I hope is that I don't remember that video well. I really hope that wasn't a home video. I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, yeah, it better it not was have been. So uh,
0: traumatic. That you forgot.
1: All I know is that there was somebody with a mustache and really like permed hair. And I'm like, that was my dad had that. So. That was also like
0: every porn star in the 80s. So it
1: really was. So I'm going to have to ask my parents for this video. It definitely still exists. uh, And I want to find it. I want to rewatch it. And then also when I'm done, put it back to the exact time that it was at beforehand just to cover my ass.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Mm hmm. Oh, oh, you
1: had to be sneaky about looking at porn. I remember internet, I had to download porn on uh lime Wire, and <gasps> it was just like hurry 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 my parents are gonna be home hurry hurry hurry!
0: <laughs> lime Wire. oh my god i was old enough to remember that shit oh but not not <laughs> the porn that's a cr- oh, yeah. the amount of <laughs> the amount of viruses you downloaded on the mm-hmm.
1: yeah it was like all that and like all the music from like movies like american pie all of that stuff oh my god i can't believe i was that person it just put so many viruses on my parents computer oh man it was no, so worth it.
0: <laughs> I, I I've been known to put a few viruses on my, my own my parents' computer and I was because I was looking at gay porn as well. So
1: And whoever took away Tumblr, you're responsible for more viruses today. So uh fix it.
0: I have such a bone to pick with Tumblr. That's mm-hmm. that's the yeah, only place that up. I can get my good porn.
1: Yeah, you kidding me? I, I miss getting off to gifs. I just maybe I need to find them. Where I mean I just need to go to a different site.
0: Anyway, getting back yep. into it. Oh, I found, so I found Drummer. There's a whole website by these two guys who put their collections of gay porn magazines online. So cowboyfrank.men. Uh, I will link this in the show notes, but it has Drummer, The Drummer Extras, Show, and Mandate. Yes. Cowboy Frank also has a YouTube channel, and he is the host-slash-creator of the Gay Rodeo History Project, which... Has all of like the archives of the gay rodeo history, um, which I think is Arizona-based. Cowboy Frank is a real one. I really hope to meet him one day because like the, the websites are incredible. They're like really like nineties-esque, but they have such a wealth of information that it's like it's like mwah.
1: We need it out here. Cowboy Frank doing some heavy work. Cowboy
0: Frank is doing some heavy fucking work. Yeah. So this is one from the Drummer Extras magazines. It's called Tough Mm -hmm. Customers Number 4. So this is all personal ads. And this is on that website. If I forgot to mention that before. This is circa 1990s because I couldn't find a date. And there are pictures of if you go onto this. This magazine on the west website, all of like the people, they put their personal ad and their picture. And so this is a man who's wearing a ripcord Houston shirt, which I believe it must be a bar. It looks like a bar yeah. shirt.
1: He's
0: He looks great. He's wearing assless I, chops. Like,
1: yeah. I, the way I'm seeing it, because it's in black and white, it looks like he's wearing a bib over his crotch. Like it's getting ready for oh, dinner. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> But yeah, I also see that too. <laughs> Oh, maybe so it's you know maybe it's both maybe it's both.
0: <laughs> so go, come and get a it, voice. It's sloppy, <laughs> and he also has so like a cuff on one, like a leather cap and a leather vest over oh, the yeah, black. Yeah, he's got the the,
1: the spike. Um, if I'm not mistaken, a spike bracelet. As yeah, well?
0: spike bracelet. Um,
1: I don't know why I'm calling it that. Whatever it's really called,
0: I don't, I don't know what they are. Sorry, it's, a,
1: it's a snap bracelet. A snap- they're called yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's not what they're called either. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would you like to read this one, or shall I? Sure,
1: I can read this. All right, so um, let's car- kick it off with the, uh, the, the title here. It is TC4 t- t- this is 2021. Do you have the right time? This bottom is into SM, bondage, leather, and receiving paddling. And in addition, oh, yeah, folks, there's more. He has a strong fetish for, I can't say that. What is that word? Spiddle? I. Idle. not Sure. We're going to Google it. Spidal uh, Twist-O-Flex watch hands? I have no idea what I just said oh, there. Sorry, what the a, heck is that? It's
0: the Spidal Twist-O-Flex watch bands, which okay. I, oh. I put a picture down below on the next page. To show mm-hmm. oh, yes. you, specifically, I can post uh, with you what they look like. My
1: Pepe had these. Oh, boy. What was he saying?
0: Yeah, my grandfather also had them. They pinch you. Like, so, like, it's, they it's, do, like, yeah. They're like metal. Um, It's like metal elastic bands so that men yep. or whoever, butches, yeah. hot people who love watches, yeah. can put this elastic band over... Like of watch over their, their hands and it won't slip off but they were pinchy and I think that's why yeah. he likes them mm-hmm. he finds them so hot
1: I really wish that I was more open to how I felt about pain at the time when I was offered my grandfather's watch uh, although maybe that association is wrong but I do remember receiving uh-huh. it and being like get this thing off my arm this hurts uh, a lot from time to time and it's not worth it yeah because uh, it, it pinches
0: it your every- I yeah. remember I remember sitting on my own grandfather's watch playing with it actually and like having it pinch my fingers. And honestly, it was in a good, like it was like a night, it felt like nice. It's probably where like my hands fixation has come from, like needing to like mm. play with things all the time.
1: Got to keep those hands stimulated. You got to keep, you got to, <laughs> yeah, I hear you.
0: Stimulated, man. That's an interesting, like, I love that, like, that it just, mwah, the way that little that little phrase, the twist of flex watch band, really like ties everything mm. together.
1: And it's an in addition; it's like a bonus. It is very much though, so like that's not all, folks. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah, because um, that could be the kicker. That could be the thing that someone reads and is like, "I'm sold, 100." percent You kidding me? I got. I'm wearing one right now. Exactly. Where are you?
0: <laughs> in addition, he has a strong fetish. The fetish, which means he needs it.
1: So that's. <laughs> Yeah, he needs it. And it probably started somewhere in his early development. Uh, that is, yeah, yeah, cool. Maybe he like really loved the Alice in Wonderland where it's like the rabbit was always going to be late or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then just associate, you like watched out at a very inappropriate day or something like that when he was like in his teens. Uh, yeah. And then it's just, yeah, I got to keep the time. I got to know what time. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, probably what that's... it is. There's no doubt it's anything. But yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, look at the smirk on his face. It's definitely Alice in Wonderland.
1: Oh, I'm so happy for him. He does have.
0: He's got a very. I will post this later, probably. Um, I really like his his eyebrow line. Yeah. Very thick, like eyebrows, and like I don't know. He just looks. He looks nice. Know. Maybe.
1: Yeah, and I'm digging the stance. It's got the teacup vibe going on. Um, so once again, more Alice in Wonderland happening here. But, uh, is that what that's from? Or I'm thinking Beauty and uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty Never mind. No Beast. teacup here. Yeah.
0: Well, they had but, they had tea. Well,
1: they got teacups, had a teapot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's a little teapot, and he just wants the world to know. Uh, and I'm into it.
0: So, would you swipe oh, right God. or left?
1: Oh boy. Uh, okay, so I have a. This is going to be tough for me because I have a. T- I have a tough history of going into like gay dude bars because they just kind of lump me in. Uh-huh yeah so i mean i'm not gonna say 100 guaranteed let's just go off the fact that that's not the case just this energy this vibe of this person one-on-one not inside that bar that i hated being in mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna swipe right i want to go i want to at least have a, like a coffee i want to talk i want to yeah. get to know this person
0: He seems yeah. nice i like i i would like to uh bond over our Twisto flex watch band um experiences
1: I'm going to ask if he slept with my grandpa. I'm just yeah. like, what I mean timing-wise, it looks like it would be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go yay on this one for sure. Yeah. Um I, I and and honestly, I like that you have the pictures here cuz it kind of helps cuz you get like a vibe. I don't want to just judge people 100%, but I got a
0: good vibe. Yeah. No, I like I like the ones that have pictures cuz you do get well some of them but yeah, the pictures are really um They really sell me. I think definitely everybody go check out this magazine um, because, but I do believe there are, you do see dicks. So it is like all like cis men, it looks like in leather. So like be, be aware that that is what you will be seeing, but you do see a lot of good butts. I don't know if that's an interest to anybody. It is to me.
1: I love butts. Uh, across the gender spectrum of all types so i'm very pro butt. i'll be checking it out
0: good 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 okay next one is from the washington blade also known as the gay blade this is a dc based newspaper that continues to print uh, a lot of mainstream queer news it was founded in 1969 and it is as i said before still publishing uh
1: i'm so immature what year did you say it was again
0: Nineteen sixty nine. Yeah,
1: you got it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Immature. Yeah. I'm thirty five years old. Anyways, you were saying
0: <laughs> this one is published in nineteen ninety eight, November twenty seventh. <clears throat> this is foot worshiper seeks mask, masculine, well proportioned, white collar professional, thirty five to forty five, who likes having his nice, wide, sweaty feet. Worked on by an attractive, versatile, professional gay male, early 40s, who will get down and literally service you from head to toe. Touching a man Mm. in all the right places is my specialty. Heck yeah. The one thing that jumps out at me the most other than foot worshiper is he wants a professional foot. It has to be professional. I am also a professional foot.
1: Well, for the record, I don't have a long foot, but I am an eight and a half wide specifically. So this is good. This is putting me in the wheelhouse of maybe a potential candidate. Yes. I do get sweaty. So this is good.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not in my early 40s. I yeah. no, Never mind. I'm 35. I'm screwed.
0: Well, he's 35 to 45. He's in his early oh, 40s. Oh okay. oh,
1: okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, nice. I just made the cut. did
0: just because foot worshiper seeks... Yeah, it's uh, the he's the professional gay male early forties who wants to get down and literally service you from head to toe.
1: I'm stressed. I can use that. My uh, that's nice.
0: But it has to be. I'm here for yeah, it. some wi- nice, wide, sweaty feet, but w- white collar feet, not working class feet. <laughs>
1: I will say there's a difference. So my my, the person I was talking about that I love so much, my rope uh, dom person, the first time I shook his hand, I was like, what the heck? And he's like, yeah, I'm a software engineer. I touch a computer. I don't... (laughs) They're the softest hands in the universe. And then I found out his feet are the same way. And I'm just like, what have you been doing? He's just like, yeah, I just... I don't go camping, I guess, without like shoes. (laughs) Like, yeah. And, And he moisturizes, which is a very good advice for all of you. Moisturize. But... It is, uh, what a, what a, well, that's, I guess that cuts half of the people out. I don't know who's got perfectly soft feet, but I guess that's, uh, really getting more concise here. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I guess, I guess if you're not, if, if you are going to be licking feet, maybe you, you're, you're more particular about the feet that you want to lick or whatever service. So like.
1: I mean, I'm conscientious of it. I haven't said this yet, but I've also done cam work on Chatterbait before mm-hmm. during the pandemic. I was like, I picked it up. I was like, oh, this should be fun. And I found my biggest thing that I would get is I got a lot of daddies mm-hmm. who were lonely, just wanted to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Most of my people that would come back were regular like people in their like 40s, 50s, uh, mostly looking to chat and wanted me to put on some damn sandals. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what it is, but I guess these little Fred Flintstone eight wides, they do it for some people. Um, And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to work on this. I got to put on the right. I got to get some nail polish on these things. I got to work on my toe callus. Like it's a lot of pressure.
0: (laughs) Are you still are you still doing that?
1: I lost my regularity of it, so I don't have my go-tos. But when I do announce that I'm on, I have a few people that will, like, drop what they're doing. Like, oh, my God. Hi, hi, hi. Um, Yeah, it's cute. It's nice. Some of the people I've had genuinely really nice conversations, a lot of what I used to do was just tell funny jokes naked and not even do anything sexy. Yeah, Um, It was that. And, like, one day – oh, God. I just put a, uh, they have those little, you know, tip, they play little, uh, whatever, inserts that you can do that respond to tips. And I got one, the Hush, and I put it in my butt, and I just played uh, The Last of Us Part 2. And I was like, distract me, make me lose this game. And people are assholes. So I made money off of people just trying to make me lose. And that worked for people. Literally, all I did was play the couch, play a game, make money, and have my butt jiggle or have (laughs) have, have a butt plug shaking me. It was fantastic. That is kind
0: that's of that's inc- the future, folks. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't give up on your dreams. Try this. If you're in college, you're trying to get stuff done. Do your homework with a butt plug and just tell people to distract you from getting your schoolwork done. That's bad advice.
0: <laughs> the the schoolwork p- part also, like, it's very like hot. I feel like there's a big um, there's probably a big audience for that too.
1: That tonight, I'll tell you yeah. how it goes. All right,
0: <laughs> good luck. So, would you swipe right?
1: I absolutely, um, because this is one of those newer things. I've, I have always been so service oriented and trying to make sure everyone else is good, both in sexual situations and also through my 15 years of waiting tables and all that. I am very service mm-hmm. person, but this sounds lovely. I need a vacation yeah. from it. I want someone to take care of my my business. Hook me yeah. up. Um, I don't got the right feet and they're a little rough. They're on the line for him. I'm working on it. I'll, I'll do a month of moisturizing and we're going to yeah. hang out. I'm going to swipe right. Nice.
0: All right. I like that. I don't have wide, sweaty feet. I, I, can't, I can't in good faith swipe right on this. So this next ad comes from Outfront, um, a newspaper from Denver, Colorado. It's still in print today. It is also one of my classics. I, they have just incredible ads from it. Uh, this one comes from the February 15th, 1991 issue
1: All right, let me bring it real hot. Hey, guys. uh, How many of you out there are turned on by face slapping? Uh, Hi. Uh, Either having... Uh, you face i think it was your face slapped or enjoying watching it i am 30 years old black male uh let's get together and form a club oh that's gonna be i don't know why i went little rascals and it's totally just boarded up stuff but anyways <laughs> uh right out front file number 563600 and then it's an address in denver if anybody wants to go to it it's 600 grant street suite 505 denver uh 80203 maybe they're still there uh, you said 1991. They could still be there. Don't rule it out. <laughs>
0: yeah, it could. It's it's wherever the out front offices are, I assume. So yeah, maybe maybe they stayed there. Maybe it's still out front. That'd be fun.
1: I would love that. Hey guys! <laughs> like, hey
0: guys! I am turned on oh, by space slapping. Yeah,
1: and it's all bold too. So it comes in hot. Um, I feel the enthusiasm not just because of the exclamation mark, but the full bold. Yeah, it really gets me. I'm ready to be li- like, I want, I want to listen. I'm, I'm engaged with talk to me.
0: Yeah. This is a big hook really draws you in and yeah. keeps you drawn in. I was like, I was like reading through like a ton of like, just like boring, like, I don't know, like, I mean, just like run of the mill ads. And then I was like, face slapping. Love it. Yeah. Let me screenshot that one. It reminds me of Fight Club, like a gay Fight Club.
1: Yes. There needs to be more of those. Which I, well, fight fight except club was with the whole- pretty
0: gay, but in, in, an, yeah, in the yeah. bad way
1: i just want to fight my fellow queers let me but i want to do it in like uh uh, uh like a michelin man uh like wearing tires and like bouncing into each other i don't want to get real violent.
0: Yeah. yeah i
1: want to keep it pretty safe yeah we want to be nice
0: we want to be nice to each other and do like i mean there is a way to slap people where it doesn't hurt it like stings but doesn't you know hurt
1: Hmm, let me just pull back from my memory from 12 hours ago. Yes, I am familiar.
0: <laughs> oh, no, right. I don't need to be preaching to the choir here.
1: <laughs> my face is not still stinging, but the memory is still setting yeah. with me and it's very lovely.
0: <laughs> but the memories will sting for ages.
1: I'm grateful for learning that that's a thing. And honestly, I wouldn't have if I really didn't lean into... I, I have a couple people that I-, I really gratefully love in terms of friends that were just like, hey, you make me feel really safe. How do you feel about doming me and trying out these things? Mm-hmm. And I learned so much and yay, having that like really well communicative, you need a communicative sub to really just like work with you and you need to be communicative. You're equal partners in this responsibility. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about being like, oh my God, let's get on. like, now I know how to respect myself on the other side of it too. And yeah. I kind of almost feel like I, I, I don't know if it's better to sub first, uh, to learn about how you can be a better dom or to dom first, how you could be a better sub Um, but I think it's, they both have benefits. Um, and I remember being like, oh, I'm very nervous to slap this person. Hell, like I remember a partner once being like punched me in my chest and being like, uh, uh." (laughs) but I got real confident in it and I learned how to do it safely. And I was like, this is dope. Look at their face. They're having a blast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I've gotten to the other side of it. Let impact play and being just like hit up a bit. is just so much fun. Oh, what a good time. You hear that, folks? If you're going to come up with my DMs, you better come ready to slap me right in my face,
0: <laughs> and ready to learn and ready to communicate.
1: Hey guys, how, how many of you? I like that it's like an open field question. Just like, did you raise your hand when you read this? You should have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like you're in the middle of the park and you're like, oh, that's me. Just immediately me. circle. Yeah, yeah. It's like I love. I think, I love
1: like, it. I think the
0: the confidence of being like, I know that there's enough of us out
1: there to form a club yeah i I think this is a very welcoming message and i on the receiving end of this would feel very excited that um someone's looking to do this and so like nonchalantly and openly without like this just shouts not shame to me like this is just the opposite of yeah um and this how do we rejoice together is what i'm getting out of this and i love it
0: yeah i like that i like that it's also like welcoming someone you don't have to, like you can you can just you can watch
1: yeah <laughs> like that's it,
0: it, it's like it really just opens it up for everything like
1: that's why I like the plate parties I've been at sometimes just parties. hanging out and watching is a good time yeah <laughs> so that sounds lovely yeah come on down and watch I apologize for taking control of your podcast but oh, would you yay or nay this person oh
0: um I don't know I like I I yay their vibe okay. I don't know I, I, I feel like i I don't
1: know. I gotta. Right I, I feel like I'm gonna say I'm gonna swipe right to everybody that you keep showing me. But yeah, well, I'm gonna. I want to. I just want to see the club. I'm swiping right just because I want to see what. This yeah, club the club house could,
0: looks could like. be a lot of fun. Also, I I feel like the the vibes might be really good. I just and I mean you always need like a place to start. So I would be into like yeah, maybe I go, maybe I watch. I'll I'll swipe right. I'll see what it's all about.
1: It's a favorite thing about the proper play party is having a separate area that's just like you can watch here. You don't have to participate and you can do it from over here. Uh, There's usually probably some food nearby, which is important. Uh, And there should be another room to just go color or just like chat or what have you. But I like that this clearly is like, even if you don't want to be overly stressed, you can just chill. It's fine.
0: Yeah. It it definitely has like the you've done this before. You're you're ready to support people in like in, in in the in the act of of slapping.
1: I don't want a club. I want a full summer camp. This sounds yeah. like a good time. I'm saying, heck yeah!
0: A summer camp in Denver. Let's do it. Yes. Um. So yes, the next one is the same issue, mm-hmm. and this is directly under the title of Man to Man." 1991, young hairy man boy. Craves to watch hairiest grandfather figure, or you can watch me. Please be over 60, overweight. Send phone to box, uh, this one in Denver. All responses answered. Thank you.
1: Jeez, that's a lot of responsibility. I hope they didn't get like a million responses. Hey, man to man, you better stick to your word. Man to man, -man. you better... I'm not... No, I've I never know. Said, okay. First off, when gross. you just yourself, <laughs> yeah, no, gross. I'm glad I did that. Uh, I honestly, on our first episode of our podcast, I dead named myself. So at this point, fuck it. Oh <laughs> man. But yeah, cool. Uh, I, I I have feelings, but w- w- where are you at?
0: I, I would swipe left mostly because my grandfather couldn't live up to this. He's not hairy, mm-hmm. and he's a pole. Like he's simply just the like skin like skinniest bone like figure with no hair just hairless i swipe i swipe left for my grandfather um (sighs) i also i'm interested because is it it craves to watch i'm assuming it's like it it, this might mean masturbation or is it just watching Uh, because
1: i think it's just voyeurism here i think they just genuinely want to be chilling in the same room craves to watch I guess it it's an it's just an additional bonus factor that they know they don't that, that may not be the only thing that's happening but like bottom line if all I do is watch that's chill
0: yeah or you can watch me yeah yeah
1: <sighs> hey once again this is sounding like a little bit more connection to a fetish
0: yeah because it's it's the over like the overweight also the grandfather that in like the voyeurism yeah. that seems.
1: And and that's why for a moment I was having some difficulty, but if it feels more connected to a fetish, then I feel a little less weird about it. Like, I don't know. I have a thing about age stuff often in general, Mm. which we don't need to get into. But once again, the most important thing is communication and all that fun stuff. And that no one's being reduced to just an object and not being seen as a human. But I'm right there with you. I'm swiping left uh mostly because they're looking for a man. I'm not a man. So that's not really going to work out for me and unfortunately I don't really rock the grandfather figure, although I guess if I kept my Pepe's watch I would have been looking a lot better.
0: <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I'm
1: not, I'm not feeling it. I mean, I don't even want to watch.
0: <laughs> I don't even want to watch. All right. That's yeah, yeah. that's fair. And
1: I apologize I will send something be- only because he said he would Respond no matter what yeah. So I'm going to send like a weird ass thing that has Nothing to do with it It's going to be like a picture of a duck It's going to make no sense and they're still going to respond to it Because they said they would They
0: said they have to And it's going to be three weeks out And I'm going to write another message <laughs> Just to make sure that he- They got the first one
1: so I said yeah I'm just going to torture them With duck pics for like 50 years Yeah <laughs>
0: duck pics better than unsolicited dick pics
1: yeah i love that that's one letter away that's my new thing is i just sent unsolicited duck pics thank (laughs) you you just found a way for me to have more fun on (laughs) grinder
0: um i do like that he closes it out with thank you period because i don't i mean usually it's like really hard to figure out how to end something so just like the thank you
1: and a period not an exclamation it's like a light the tip of the hat Thank you.
0: Thank and you. And then they're out. The next two ads are from Outweek. In this, these are published in New York City. This is on its own website. I post it in my notes every time. Um, another another oldie bit of goody, like newspaper that you could just spend hours in. And it's your turn. So this Heck is yeah. from July eleventh, nineteen ninety.
1: I am so happy. I did not look at these notes and see these beforehand because I am having such a blast getting these fresh. All right. Folks, it's time to talk about, I mean, aside from country dikes, like you're just as a title, this one's getting me. Oversized nipples! All bold. Um, can you dial a phone with them? Oh, my God. You better be able to. Sorry, it doesn't say that. Can you <laughs> dial a phone with them? Question mark. I don't know why I said question mark. I've been using speech to text too much. Uh, are they impossible to hide under your shirt? Show off your super long, over uh what is it over what over enlarged over enlarged uh gumdrop danglers to appreciative hot smooth wm uh white, white male? male yep white male yeah. 29 <laughs> only uh what the fuck does that mean only gdk good looking. oh that's terrible it looks like yeah
0: it looks like good king i i or you want to help
1: me with this? Yeah. Uh, what looks like cis heaven uh, right after that? Only good-looking cis heaven. Um,
0: cis heaven. Clean-shaven.
1: Clean-shaven. That makes more sense. I'm glad you've been looking at these ads <laughs> more than I have. Only good-looking clean-shaven with unusually huge nipples. Reply with required photo. That's right. And phone two. blah, blah, blah somewhere in New York City. Um, cool. Yeah. They can dial phones. Now, is it... They can dial... Are we talking like Okay, When what year was this? Because I want to know what kind of phone we were using here. 1990?
0: This is 1990.
1: So if you're at my Meme's and Pepe's house, you were using a rotary phone on this. That is pretty impressive. (laughs) Oh, I remember that thing. I I loved it.
0: Hopefully they're not dialing zeros.
1: No, but I mean, that's cool. I mean, get it. Wow. I like this.
0: I know. This is, like, it's so visceral.
1: For clarification, I like this except for, like, the specification of being a white. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have mixed feelings. Because it can be informative information for the person who's reading to be like, nah, I don't fuck with white people. Um,
0: (laughs) Just there, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, If based off of their own, like, you know, trauma or like their own shit uh anybody someone's like that like if literally a person comes to me is like i don't really no offense but i don't like hanging out with white people i'd be like understandable tip of the hat <laughs> we stuck <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: thanks for letting me know i'm out thanks i don't know if it's just like a like a i mean a lot of people put their race in ads mm-hmm. and this is like he's yeah he's just like i'm a white man i'm 29 um i, I still
1: see it on lex it's still something that's happening um where I think I see it more often, I definitely think, like, you'll see people post that they're uh, either black or, a per- like, a person of color. They will write, like, which have you, whichever way they want to express how, um, you know, they mm-hmm. would like to. And I think that's kind of, like, it's very clear sometimes it's, like, I'm only looking for other people who are in the same boat. Um Right, And I think that specification is really important. Uh, So I get that. Like, I think that's for some cases that seems the case where it bothers me is like someone coming up into my DMS. on like grinder and being like, you want this white dude business. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want it. (laughs) Bye. Here's a picture (laughs) of a duck. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Uh, So anyways, that's my feelings on that. But uh, yeah. What about the rest of it?
0: Well, something just gumdrop danglers mm-hmm, is such a visceral thing i like to me it just it just makes me want to gnaw
1: yeah no i trust yeah, me it's I, just
0: like i'm dying gumdrop danglers that like you've you've hit all of the bases i think like you've done what you have set out to do yeah.
1: I, I am there are definitely some people that I have played with and will potentially continue to do so and that I am going to drop that on them and make them lose their shit laughing because I love to laugh during sex. Um but and yeah. while well I'm calling them like, oh, these are the your gumdrop danglers are just killing me right now. Oh god. <laughs> you know, I have to say it. It's gonna be mid sex just to make it more uncomfortable. But that's just who I am, y'all. Warning once again for the DMs. <laughs> if you got gumdrop danglers, it's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: They're gonna be said. It's gonna be said, and it, this really reminds me of the ad nipples. The from my first episode, the nipples that don't that that won't quit.
1: Nipples that won't quit.
0: That don't quit. Like, come try out my trapeze. I've got nipples that don't quit. Like, I feel like, shoop all the way to the first episode. These two, mm. they could get together. Although I think that was a lesbian in the other one, but like whatever. If your nipples are, can can make the cut.
1: And they can. I mean, I don't know if that other person had specifications about phone dialing, but um
0: They did not. They did not. Okay.
1: Got it, got but, it, got it.
0: Yeah, I've not I've not seen oversized nickel nipple kinks before. This is truly a new one for me. Um I can't say that I have them, so I don't I'm gonna swipe
1: left. I wonder if, once again, this feels, once again, that would me ma- I mean, whatever. We all have repetitious sex, and we're like, oh, okay, this is actually something I've associated, not necessarily a fetish, but uh, I wonder mm-hmm. if I'm like, wow, well, I've realized that a lot of my partners there's a consistency of them having oversized nipples. That's very interesting. I feel like that's something you might learn about yourself. Um, that's fair. Once again, reading this, and with understanding as I do now, uh, I am looking at this as potentially more of a fetish. Um, yeah. Yeah. But who knows? I mean... I I don't know. Only this person. I guess I'm just trying to think of uh, what. Okay, let me ask you this: What's oversized? What's too much?
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I I'm assuming it's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. The, the this man.
1: My but... my nipples could like, d- oh god! You know those little like maybe like a play phone for like a little kid set. That's all I got. They're just like so sad and tiny. So I don't think it's going to work out for this person.
0: <laughs> I don't think my nipples could dial a phone. If I'm really being honest. I mean, even, like, even, like, in the best circumstance, even with an iPhone, it probably wouldn't work out. I'd end up calling the cops, yep. or my mom, I don't know, like...
1: I dialed 411 for more information somehow. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> hey, is this Domino's? Uh, you know what? While I'm here, you know...
0: While I'm <laughs> here, can you... Have- also, extra pepperoni... Like, <laughs> I need. Some, oversized, thank you like thank
1: you and uh what the name i should put in it oh just put it underneath gumdrop danglers <laughs> <Gun laughs> I'll, I'll be able to pick it up in just a little bit yeah, i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna swipe left uh you you lost me at the uh, i mean the fact that i don't fit the criteria um yeah yeah And also only good looking, it's just very much so like no fats, no femmes kind of world. And I don't really...
0: Yeah, you're you're right. And we've kind of, I've been looking over that. But like the good looking and clean shaven is also very, I don't know. I feel like that's, it's a big factor for me every time I see clean shaven or like clean cut. I'm like, oh good, like you're like a straight edge. Got it. Like.
1: I I mean, I have like hard feels about this because like I've literally like this beard has gone on and off over the years of coming out since you know 25 uh or 26 whatever the heck it is uh and Mm -hmm. heck all it took was my nephew being like my daddy says you're always going to be a boy at christmas to be like all right tomorrow we take photographs i will have no beard on my face like it's very like sensitive issue for me so when people are like i don't mess around with beards i've even had somebody on um on grinder ask me if i'd be willing to shave my beard to hook up jesus christ Right, because they were into, uh, they're like, I like your feminine vibe, I just don't, I can't mess with the beard. And I was like, wow, you suck.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, I think it's this person. Kept to yourself. Yeah. Thank you.
1: So, to that person and this person, I say nay. No, thank you.
0: Jesus Christ. I, I mean, the audacity, I feel like, is just unparalleled, but...
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. People really are just saying, "Hey, can you just change the way you like to express yourself for me?" No big deal.
0: I've never heard someone say I had a good experience on Grinder.
1: I don't know why I'm on it at this point. Every now and then, I'll just make like a trans comrade who's. I'm just like, this is fucking nuts, right? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to you? I don't know. Somebody sent me a picture of a duck, and I'm like, All right, cool. Yeah, uh, that doesn't happen, but it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm really going to hammer this duck thing into the ground. It is worth it for that. And also, this is going to sound really weird. I have a high capacity for correcting people and like having uh, open dialogue. So I've had everything from uh, men come up in my thing and be like, it says trans. Why are you lying? Mm -hmm. To I've had trans women reach into my uh, DM and be like, "Uh, you can't just color your hair purple and call yourself something different call me a freak and then instead of shutting down the conversation I had an hour long back and forth with this person where I was like it sounds like essentially you feel as though I'm invalidating the amount of effort you've put in to be seen in with the way in which you've been seen and you're not a big fan that I am literally just changing like not doing too much and then changing what my profile says and that's what it seems like you're mad about am I wrong and they're like yeah kind of and I was like cool it sounds like we're a little bit mad at each other and we're just having a different perspective on this i'm not mad at you and i wish you the best and then they said a thank you not with an exclamation just a period yeah. and they bowed out but i i, I don't know I, I i keep it for those random one in a million oh that wasn't so bad and something productive came out of it
0: yeah that's fair i obviously it's like as long as you're able to hold that capacity and like that's not like traumatizing for you in the space like then by all means.
1: Oh, I'm weird as fuck. I'll take on... as When I was a Lyft driver, I was the best because I would talk about anything. I would literally... They'd be like, I noticed your pins. Are you trans? And I was like, yeah. Can I ask you some questions? And I said, yeah, as long as you... Anytime you're like, is this person trans? You ask them none of the questions you're about to ask me. You have from now until I drop you off to ask me as many questions as you want. I've done that. I've done the. Uh, they're like, oh, what was your name before? I'm like, you got three guesses. And then I would always go uh, the eh, eh, and be like, all right, don't forget to spay new to your pets. Take care, folks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, incredible. I feel like you would have been, an, or you are, an amazing Uber driver. Uh, yeah, like let's.
1: Oh, like, well, I'm so glad I gave it up. Yeah. It's totally not worth it, folks. Don't do that to your car and your life. Um, yeah, but.
0: So this next one is also from Outweek. This one's from September eighth, nineteen ninety. Um, mm-hmm. I really like this one. Already gonna say it, I'll swipe right. Clipper haircuts, handsome, hung white male. Mm-hmm. Thirty one turns on to cleaning you up. Flat tops, mm-hmm. crew cuts, military punk, head shaves. Already short haired guys also get me hot. Uh, also in New York, New York. This man loves a fresh cut, and so much that he will trim your hair for free. I need a haircut, so nice. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not really into like the crew cut look, but I I feel like he might he I he, I I bet that this could. Um, I am one of those people who like desperately loves. I don't, I feel like a lot of people like their head being touched, their hair being played with. Yeah. Like I feel like that's pretty universal, but like oh, yeah. I like fall asleep to like imagining someone playing with my hair. Not like sexual at all. Just like love it. Like
1: Oh, wow. I mean, it's right there with the comfort. So we were talking about feet before. And one of the first times that I was like, oh, what's my association positive with feet? It's my ex-fiance's mom who was a, worked as a nurse. Mm-hmm. And, went, and at one point it was just like, hey, you, you know, like look stressed? Do you want a foot massage? And I was like, this is my first time I think we took the sexuality aspect. And like my friends would always sexualize this stuff. Heck, even when I told them that, they're like, you're trying to have sex with your fiance's mom? Like, no, I'm getting a fucking foot massage yeah. because she's very nurturing and lovely. And she wants me to feel better. And it's so nice to be pampered like that. We just yeah. drank chocolate, wine, ate cheesecake. And she gave me a foot massage. If you're listening, Susan, you were the fucking best, and I miss you. I mean, I've even had that recently where someone's just like, "We well, only just come over and watch a movie and lie in my lap, and I'll pet your hair." And I was like, "That's nice." Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that sounds, sounds great. Great.
1: I mean, I also have like the shaved side of my head, so particularly people tend to want to play with that. Yeah. Um, and it feels good, so I'm here for it.
0: So I swipe right on this man.
1: As long as I don't shave off the rest of my hair, I will also do that. I'm obviously not military nor punk. Oh, God, once again, I, w- I feel like they'd be mad when I showed up. I'm like, I'm just here. Hey, how's it hey. going? Uh, I'm just here to be pampered. Uh, I just wanted you to touch my head. Can I get like a five-minute head rub session, and mm-hmm. then I'm out? And you can just move on to the next one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, just like I mean, it is like a it's like a fresh cut though, so like you could you can like touch it. Uh.
1: I feel like you know what? I would I would swipe right to do this scene. That's it. I would do the scene. I'd have a good time.
0: I mean, in, in, in no way does he say that he wants um like he wants something like more committed. So like it could just be a scene and just be out, which mm. is nice. So. If this is like a fetish, I guess, apparently this is known as trichophilia, trichophilia, the short hair fetish, hair pulling fetish is also underneath this haircut fetishes among others.
1: Mm. So this is like the difference between Thor in like Thor one versus Thor three and four, you know, when Chris Helmsworth did. Yeah. Right. You got a different vibe going on. Mm
0: -hmm. I have so
1: many of particularly my like gay dude friends who were like, you better get rid of that fucking long (laughs) hair. Give me my my clean cut Thor. I'm starting to see something here. I'm going to talk to them.
0: I I like his long hair. I think he looks great.
1: Me too. I'm right there with you. Give me the beard. I even like the extra that you had from playing all them damn video games and hanging out. Not to, once again, not to fetishize. (laughs) I just think he's a beautiful man a variety of ways.
0: (laughs) So beautiful. Climb that man like a tree. Mm
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: This next one is from the Southern Voice, published in Atlanta, Georgia. This is uh, 1994, February 17th and 23rd is the issue.
1: Nice. Uh, It kicks off with, want to fight? Like to box with tough men, dirty talk, leather fights, and more. They are, what is it, six feet, 185 pounds. They're built, and I love it. Put them up. And then uh, a little telephone, little emoji. That's the best way I can consider it. I don't know. That's not an emoji. It's emojis before emojis. But I'm going to school for graphic design. It's an icon. What the heck is wrong? An with
0: icon. You? <laughs> <laughs> That's the word.
1: Don't tell my friends. I can't identify as a graphic designer. Apparently, but uh, no, it's fine. Fine. Okay. Yeah. It's short. It's sweet. Right to business. You want? F- Let's yes. fucking go.
0: <laughs> put them up. Put them up. Yeah. This is another fight clubby at one like
1: specifically leather fights. I want you in some assless chaps and I want mm-hmm. you over here. Let's get oiled up. I don't know if you need to be. It doesn't specify oil, but
0: eh, it would be a good time. You couldn't hurt.
1: Are we going open are we Going fists or are we going gloves on this one, though?
0: I would say I think that probably with gloves, which is kind of I mean, pff, 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 but then like you don't get to touch as much.
1: I had I would have to respond with a couple questions before deciding if I'm coming over. <laughs>
0: right. Well, luckily, so because of the phone icon, it's like they must have set him up with a uh, a voicemail through the Southern mm-hmm. Voice newspaper. So, like, you didn't have to wait weeks. You just had to, ch- like, they got to check their voicemails. So it would have been, like, a matter of a few days. And you could just be like, hey, do you think that we're going to be using gloves? <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> or can we, you know what? Hey, you know what? My thing. Can you got any sockem boppers lying around? Yeah. Because I love me some sock and bopper foreplay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ooh, and yeah. then like the little Hulk. I'll bring my little Hulk gloves.
1: Okay, you need to calm down. We're supposed to be friendly. You can't be getting me this excited uh. on your podcast. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: That's I, that fetish started. Probably. Yeah.
1: Is okay. Do you wanna? Do you wanna say, or do you want me to say?
0: I'm not a tough, tough boy, but I would. I would call just to see, or to sit in the audience. I think that it would be fun.
1: It would be a fun event.
0: Maybe get a little sweat. Would on you be me? shouting
1: dirty talk from the sidelines? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Rub his face in Let's it.
1: See. Yeah. Put him up.
0: <laughs> put him up, <laughs> put him up. Uh, <laughs>
1: and then just quietly you, you hear from the audience, that was, that was so <laughs> so <stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have shouted that at the fight. I okay, so it's something I've learned about myself getting more into uh leaning into myself and my sexuality. Fighting beforehand sounds great. I haven't had many experiences where you're like, hey, do you just want to wrestle for like 20 minutes before we get yeah. into this? Like, let's just let's just see who can pin who and just go for it. And that's just really fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm taking the gender aspect out of it. Clearly, they—I think it's like they want to fight with a dude. I don't care. I'm showing yeah. up. Uh, I, I want—I want to fight. I don't get to fight. I don't get to feel like I'm alive enough. I want to get a black guy. Yeah. And I want to wear one. Maybe of those learn something with. about myself a little more. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. As long as they provide the gloves, because I don't want to to go spend like $14.99 before right. going. Once again. Hulk, gloves cost way more than that
0: hulk Hulk <laughs> boxing gloves and then they have come with our own Are you just gonna- like hulk noises Woo!
1: i like the idea of them being like i want a real fight and you just show up and you're like hey i'm not a tough boy but i got my hulk gloves so that kind of balances out <laughs> they're great <laughs> let's go for it
0: i just show up in this like, yeah. little wrestling singlet and <laughs>
1: I'm. I think it's great. I'll support you. I'll shout from the sidelines, and I, I will absolutely. Uh, I mean, heck, if you want a tag team, oh my god, that yeah. has a double entendre. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'll switch out whenever you need me. I'll be right there with my sock and boppers and I'll hop in. Let's
0: do it. Let's fucking do it. Okay, so I would swipe right. Would you swipe right? You're swipe right. I would swipe right. I'm gonna swipe right.
1: Yeah, I want to have a good time. I want. I want to. I want to wake up tomorrow and be like, I fucking lived last night. Yeah.
0: So the next the next ad is from something called mm-hmm. the Body Politic, which I forgot to write the mm-hmm. history on, but I looked it up while we were chatting. It is mm-hmm. a uh, magazine, a publication from Toronto, in Pink Triangle Press. So it's at the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. So this one is from March 1984. 25 and just coming out into voyeurism and exhibitionism would like nude photo exchange with young college jocks, wrestlers, and others.
1: Hmm.
0: So this is like a pretty low key, like one.
1: What is with the this drawer? Is that part of just nothing? Does uh, that mean anything? Sorry,
0: it doesn't mean it. I mean, it means that like the his. It's like essentially his box number. Uh, Got you. Number I thought it was just. Like, By the
1: way. I'm also an illustrator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, I also draw. I'm a good drawer. <laughs> yeah. right.
1: Into voyeurism and exhibitionism. Good, you got to have you know the best of both worlds. Yeah, I also came out of 25, so this hits my soul. Um, 20- ten years strong, y'all. I'm still surviving and allowed to be a person, so yeah. that's pretty cool, at least for now. Uh, uh, maybe too real. I uh, know. I don't want to get into it too much, but ouch. Um, yeah. Would like nude. Photo exchanges with young college jocks.
0: Yeah, this is like, it reminds me of some of the older ads from the hobby newspapers. I guess it's like, I don't know, people where people would write in like with quoted language for, you know, exchanging slash collecting photos of men's physiques. But yeah, this, I mean, this is an interesting one because it, it seems like he's just like dipping his toes into the water. I'm saying he, I guess like they didn't list a gender and I don't think this was a gendered personal ad column i don't think it was like in the man-to-man section
1: like, nude
0: but nude i guess i just assumed yeah. because of young college jocks but
1: i'm getting that vibe too you know but once again they're ma- Ooh, ready for this because uh who knows maybe they didn't have the language for it at that time but Ooh. we don't know how they were feeling and what they really were at the time but yeah, yeah, yeah. now i hear you they are clearly looking for other jockey vibes or Um, they have an association needing that, yeah, so I feel
0: I mean, it's like a a, a dip in a toe in the water, maybe just collecting the naked pictures, but also, like, um, we love, like, maybe, like, fulfilling our exhibitionist dreams by maintaining consent.
1: I looked into voyeurism, um, and it's, like, origins, not its origins, it's only origins, but how some of it really came out of, like, what, 16th century uh, France, where, like, you're you probably know this, maybe you're well-researched on stuff sometimes, um, where like the only means of getting a divorce was actually being uh, impotent, right? So you had to prove it. So sometimes you'd have to go into like court and you'd literally be, have to get off in front of people. Oh but God. even further, sometimes you'd have to actually have sex with your partner in front of other people and this became like a thing where people would like show up to it like it was an event eventually this just became like a normality of like i'm gonna go watch jack and diane and i my my vote is on that he can't do it Fuck Jack, I'm here for Diane. Damn well, need some t shirts. Let's get popcorn and have a good time. Yeah. To the point where it was such a popular thing. And then all of a sudden, it became so like associated with just like normality. And we kind of opened it up. So when you saw pornography coming into like a genre, into like the, what I think it was 17th, 18th, what have you, um, that worked its way right in there. Voyeurism was hot. We were like, get that in there. We want to watch. I mean, but also, it's weird. It's just it's always in relationship to what is accepted morally, because once upon a time, we didn't look at masturbating in public as this inherently bad thing. Um, right. And I, trust me, I'm not running outside to go masturbate in public right now. That That's not what I'm doing. We live in right where we live. And this is the thing we've you know, we're I'm on board. Yeah. But at one point, like self-pleasure was like eating or needing a house. It was like a we like I don't like human beings haven't always looked at it like this inherently terrible thing to do um yeah. so like i don't know our relationship with public sex uh is very interesting as it's changed over the course yeah. of humanity
0: body politic one the voyeurs i i mean i don't i don't have a if uh, the internet exists now i don't need to send this man photos so no
1: nope, i don't um, yeah, i'm good i'm not sending anything
0: goodbye sir. unless
1: you said that you would respond to every single one i'm not sending it so yeah. no you're not getting anything from nope.
0: me last ad last ad san francisco bay times um Hmm. which is, this one's the September 1989
1: issue. You're giving me a long one to read here. All right, let, folks, I always hated it in English class when they'd be like, it's your turn. Uh, but we're going to see how it goes. It. I'm gonna, I gonna do it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to read it fluidly. As someone who struggles with reading and writing, I'm probably going to miss a word or throw one in that it doesn't exist, but who cares? All right, folks, it's time to talk about over-the-knees spanking. Uh, if you're into spanking, ever fetishized about it or interested in trying something different Ooh. this uh uh some, what's the g stand for okay oh, oh, okay cool i thought it was like great white uh like thinking about sharks uh great this, white <laughs> this uh yeah yeah sure this gay white man 39 uh six foot five coming in at 200 pounds sorry uh brown hair mustache chest stomach will take good care of you into spanking not beating, spanking will warm and stimulate the nerve endings in your ass. With plenty of ass play between spanks, safe sex follows. Photo and letter a must. Reply.
0: Ba-bum.
1: I did it. I oh, read all the good. words, and yeah. I think I got them mostly right. Yeah. Yes, you did. Cool.
0: Thank you so much. I think yeah. the mustache chest stomach makes me think that like the mustache has. There's a mustache on his chest and his stomach.
1: There better be. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna shave one of those tonight just to see mm-hmm. what it looks like. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess he's just saying that the brown hair, in addition to their head, is also on the mustache and the stomach. Oh,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, I have. Or a brown they saying mustache, that, chest, and stomach hair?
1: Right. To in addition to just what you'd expect from my hair, expect a hairy person who also has uh, a corresponding colored uh, chest and stom- uh, yeah. chest and face. Interested in being, interested in trying something different? I mean, you're getting me, you're loosening me up here in the beginning of this. Yeah. Spanking not beating. That's kind of like the way of saying, like, it's safe. I'm not going to hurt you. hmm Right? This is going to be intro level. Yeah. Uh, I guess they wanted to clarify because they're maybe a little wor- worried about scaring away some folks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this person's looking lo- for, like, a t- like, to teach, to train someone else. Because they also <laughs> explain, like, don't worry, like... This is going to, it's going to warm and stimulate your nerve endings mm-hmm. and don't even worry about it. We're going to have some ass play between these sphinx and safe okay. sex follows. I like so, that. That's something, good. honestly, I,
1: like- I feel safe. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm going to tell somebody the address that I'm going to, as I do all the time, but overall I feel being like, if my friend wants to go grab a beer during that time, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll call you if it's not, uh, But yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's pretty going to be like a low key. Maybe you get a seltzer and like some chips and then you get into it.
0: I just like it. Like I will take good care of you. Like it doesn't feel threatening. And like sometimes when people say we'll take good care of you. But like Mm -hmm, it doesn't mm -hmm. I mean tone matters. But I like the vague tone of everything else. It seems like i i feel vaguely safe but maybe i'm just being naive so i don't know
1: it is interesting because it's written right so there's times where even people have reached out to me on like my fet life right and i get Mm -hmm. into i have a lot of baggage when it comes to like especially cis dudes like reaching out to me um and if i get um kind of this like energy where it's fine sometimes it's hot but sometimes it's literally i'm like oh i'm just uh, i'm your prey i am a thing for you to gain um, and it really bothers me. So it's weird when it's only in written text. It's so easy to read into it, mm-hmm. and I almost wish I could hear this person saying this. I wish this was a voicemail or something.
0: I guess I, they could. This isn't a like a voicemail box so, right. uh, instance. So like maybe you have to exchange a few letters before you even get to hear their voice. So like it's like you have to go through a lot of like waiting. And like thinking about this, which is like a good thing as well, because so. you're not going to just like, you know, go over to this guy's house
1: and you can't Facebook stalk them or find their name on other stuff and get a little more info beforehand. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think that they're so far in a lot of situations, you'd be like, all right, we're going to do like five plus correspondence. I'd probably go hang out after three. Have, this gives me confidence that after a little bit, a much smaller amount of correspondence, I'm down to come over. I'm going to swipe right. I, I just want a nice little over. Th- Sometimes I need just an over-the-knee spanking, and then I'm just gonna go home. That's all I want. I don't even yeah. want anything else. I don't even want uh, the ass play to follow. We'll see how I feel. Yeah, maybe not.
0: Yeah, maybe not. I want to. I'm gonna swipe left. I think, and I'm just not really into the spanking, so that's about it. I'm also like, I don't, I don't need a, a 40-year-old man to spank me. I think that's the other thing. But I think the trauma makes it a little bit less, less of a. I'm going for it.
1: Yeah. No, safety is a real thing. And a lot of times, uh, even in terms of the age aspect, I keep that in mind. Um, I can tell like being uh, being my fabulous self, sometimes I do get a little uh, worried when someone in their daddy years is looking to just have a, a first time experience with a feminine bearded person or like really the way that they're describing their interest to me mm-hmm. gets a little bit. So I tend to get a little bit nervous, but I'm starting to realize I'm 35. I'm starting to get, I'm going to start getting to the category of the ages that I'm currently concerned about. Mm. Uh, it's going to happen real fast. I don't know. I, I, I promise world, I'm not going to be a creepy dude. Um, so that's, that's a, I said it here and I'll say it again. Uh, Um, don't pray. Yeah. Don't, don't pray upon young people in a sketchy way. Um, uh, just don't be that sketchy dude doing that.
0: Thank you so much for, for being on the show. Thank you so much for, Taking the time to sit with me and help me do research and also be flexible because I got the COVID.
1: Thank you for taking and the time. It's going to take to edit this into a reasonably length episode.
0: <laughs> you have ex- it's exciting. This is like the first time we actually get to like chat, like face face to screen, screen to face.
1: I've been in this thing, especially since the pandemic, where I'm just kind of saying how I feel because you know, uh, one life, right? Um, yeah. So I'm going to say this very sincerely, and I, I kind of say pointed things that are to people, and sometimes I apologize that this is uncomfortable. But I like to say nice things directly. Sometimes I sincerely appreciate you as a human being. Like I, I, I love what you're doing. I tell people about it constantly because queers aren't here. Need some just some heart-filling stuff. And between your learning about, you know, uh, people dying and being ditched into the, you know, backyard of someone, whatever, those podcasts, interesting, haven't gotten into them too much myself, but you need also just something that's just going to be about gumdrop nipples, you know, like you need this. So yeah. I'm sure yeah. you just kind of didn't do this to be some sort of major impactful person or what, I don't know what your exact motives were, um, but listening to it has gotten me through the soul-crushing work days that I've had. Um, and it's been really nice to actually chat with you in part, uh, not in person, but virtually it's, it's, it is yeah. lovely. So thank you for being, thank you for being you. I know you do it just for me.
0: You. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. No, I thank you. Thank you so much for, for saying all those nice things. I'm really glad that you like listening to my episodes. You, you, you were one of the like, my first, like, very, I don't know, like, outgoing supporters. Like, I mean, you, you've just been amazing, like, via the Twitter, and like, similarly on like days where I'm like, oh, like, I don't have like the motivation to keep like doing. I mean, this is like a hobby, a labor of yeah. love, and so sometimes it's not, it's not always very consistent. But like, a, a lot of times. Through like interacting with you or like interacting with other people on Twitter, it's just like it's it's very like that keeps me going a lot, Um, and so I really appreciate like all the things that you do. um,
1: I will say to go back to it, folks, um, take the extra second to sometimes go up into the DMs appropriately of creators of whatever they're doing and tell them that the nice thing because you're right. In the same way, I've had messages from people who listened that I hadn't talked to in years, and all of a sudden they're listening to it or whatever, and. They're reaching out to be like, "Hey, thanks for the belly laugh today. I really needed that." And it just—that's what you do it for. Um, or even if it means that you gave your uh, your guest a belly yeah. laugh, I needed this today. And I know once again, you didn't do this just for me, but yeah, this this filled my heart with a lot of good stuff. I, I'm literally going to be chuckling about gumdrop nipples for days. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: going to get like uh, a shirt. Gumdrop made.
1: Danglers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to get a shirt where just the a white shirt with the print of gumdrop nipples just right there, uh, properly in place
0: well thank you you. so so much again and everybody don't forget to go like subscribe and follow and share the show and don't forget to check out kai and their buddy jim at rotten Rotten treasure it's amazing and i i appreciate you too thanks thank you again Q4Q is produced, researched, recorded, and edited by Haley Steinhilber. Music by Omar Nassar. New episodes vaguely every other Thursday, sometimes less, sometimes more.